sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. And this week we're doing. Podcast, podcast, podcast. Comedy Bang Bang versus you talking you two to me. And Comedy Bang Bang, everybody probably knows. Actually, we. I, I don't know. I, I probably don't need to do this, but I'm going to anyway. Because uh, I feel like when we do podcast episodes, um, which we've only done one of, but we get uh, a lot of people interested. So uh, we should say we are not comedians. We. We. Readily admit, both Comedy Bang Bang and You Talking You Two to Me are better podcasts than this one. Much. Much better. We're not comedians. We're not... We're just guys talking about it. Do we have the right to criticize them? Uh, we don't have the credentials, but, you know, we're going to do it anyway. Yeah, we, we've, criticized, we, we've criticized Scorsese, so I think we can criticize Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah, all we, all we do is criticize our betters. I mean, there's really nothing else for us to criticize is there oh we also criticize our lessers oh morris. oh hey michael morris yeah well and also uh david. on occasion justin oh, bieber better. yeah no, oh, justin da- bieber's a david's are better you think he's equal oh, yeah all right i'll i'll go along with that anyway um hypothetical uh person ready to give us a harsh critique on itunes uh go fuck yourself we know we know we're not anywhere near as good as as these things we're talking about on the other hand but we have moxie oh i hate moxie we have it the on the other hand you'll you you'll never hear us uh kissing stamps.com's ass um in fact i i'll go so far as to say uh stamps.com can eat the poo right out of my butt you're not going to hear that fact, on Comedy I Bang I spend Bang. hours at the post office on purpose because I hate stamps.com so much. I don't really want to buy any stamps. I'm just at the post office hanging out. Yeah, me too. Saying hi to the uh, elderly people who can't uh, work computers. I mean, and when I say saying hi, I, of course, mean stealing their uh, change purses. And replacing them with cash purses. Yeah, come on. I'm trying to write checks at the post office because all you got is a change purse fucking old people and yet it's still more fun than uh, stamps.com so comedy bang bang uh just did their what was it their fifth year anniversary show yes five years um as we said much much better than we are scott ackerman the host got his own tv show out of it um and you haven't heard of us what so. what did Scott Ackerman do before the podcast? Was he just a stand-up comedian that was on the edge of stuff, or was he? I I don't even know how much stand-up he did. I know he wrote for uh, Mr. Show. Oh, okay. I think he was more a comedy writer. He probably started in stand-up, you know, back back when Patton Oswalt and all those people were were coming up. Um, but I don't actually know. He doesn't seem like much of a stand-up to me. Mm-hmm. He seem he's really good as a host on uh, oh, Comedy Bang Bang. I was just realizing. I mean, I already, I already thought he was the, an excellent host on, especially the the radio. He's good on the TV show too, but it's a, that's an entirely different beast. But on the podcast, he is such a good straight man where somebody will be playing a character, and that's funny in itself. But he does such a good job of asking the right questions to make it even funnier. 
Yeah, he's great at it. At, he and, extends the absurdity to these awesome lengths. Yes, and and uh, for the longest time, I kind of had a problem with him, which I talked about, um, which is that he's kind of in character to the extent that I was like, is this dude like autistic to some degree or something? Um, for a long time, because it's it's just always the the sarcasm and the uh, on comedy ba- bang bang. We'll talk about the you talking you two to me later, uh, which he is also on. But um, uh, where which I've talked to you about, I just I'm like I want to hear some sincerity. I want to see like who he really is deep down. But uh, as time I has think... gone on, I've realized it's it's just the perfect way to host that show. Yeah. It's... Yes. I, I I think if if you were to ask him. And you wouldn't because he's too famous. But if you were, and he would just reply, "Listen to Nerdist if you want that." Yeah, exactly. Although I, I don't know, Nerdist is on its own network, so who, maybe he wouldn't say that. <laughs> maybe he'd say, uh, "They're all friends in the podcast world. That's why they'll they'll enjoy having us advertise for them." With this, this will probably bump up their ratings by at least seventy uh, uh, seventy tenths of a percent. I would think so. What, what's our listenership at? At least a hundred. We're in the triple digits, so that can't hurt. Um, That's total. At least a hundred people have listened to every episode if you combine them all. So some people like you and I who listen plenty of times are counted. Oh, 10. it's it's cumulative, is what you're yes. saying. Yes. Which is a big word that I don't know. Even so, uh, it's going to help them, and uh, therefore it will also probably help Stamps.com. Although I think our listeners. Um, are, are much like us and they like they like hanging out at post offices so well most of our listeners are elderly i have a great many elderly aunts and uncles who listen they write in that uh chicken scratch uh, stroke victim kind of penmanship to you uh, i can't yeah. use the internet so they just they send it to pop culture continuum at gmail.com like through the mail um right and, and i guess routed to you yeah i'm kind of like santa claus in that way you're kind of like Santa Claus in a lot of ways. Um, you got the type two diabetes. I, you know, I, I have to admit, I have type seven diabetes. Ooh, that's that's which you're means like a medical I have curiosity. De- yeah, it's uh, another term for it is uh, Cadbury egg deficiency. Oh, don't we all suffer from that to some degree? No, just me. Oh, I was speaking kind of philosophically. Um. Yeah, Comedy Bang Bang is a podcast, a comedy podcast, If you, uh, in case you were thinking it was some dramatic radio play show, um, we're thrown off by the title a bit. That well, he, the comedy might make you think that's comedy, but then you see the bang bang, you think, oh, this must be action adventure. Right, which it kind of is, um, depending on who's on. It's, it's one of the few podcasts I listen to uh, all the time. I mean, there, there's... It, they have to be people I really hate on it for me not to listen. Um, yeah, it's 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 not always great, but it it has a chance to be great every time, so it's worth listening to. Yeah, and then when it is great, it's really it's really great. I mean, improv is definitely a hard a hard thing to make consistent, as we yeah. said before. Um, but he gets really top quality people on most of the time. So I I don't know if this is consistent over all the episodes but if some episodes have the i know the the, fifth, the one we listen to doesn't have it but there's a it seems to be like they'll, he'll take a, a bit where the person just talks as a real person and then the second half of the show there'll be a guest who 
who kind of brings everything into more of a comedic improv stuff and that it makes it really fun yeah i like that with uh he'll he'll have um a, a guest being themselves and then uh somebody will knock on the door um yes uh, playing a character and come in and and take the show in a whole different and direction. sometimes it seems like that the guest playing themselves has never heard the show before because they're thrown off by the second half of the show and i i think i like those episodes a little bit more than others or else they're just really good actors maybe um and yeah, he has he has really good segments on it, on the show like recurring segments. You know, would you rather um, stuff like that, uh, which we can't seem to come up with. We've been doing this a year, and and the best we have is uh, what what kind of bullshit is uh, James Franco up to this week? That's that's our latest, which will probably last another two episodes. Well, he doesn't do much. James Franco? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, he he needs to he needs to get on it. He's going to be. I think we're, I think a lot of our problems are Putin, Putin. our our attention our attention span wanders. Yeah, we're uh, what? So comedy so, bang bang. Yeah. Is a comedy show, in case you were thrown by the title. No, it's uh. Have, do you listen to it pretty regularly? I what I usually do, do is listen to a bunch at a time. I don't I I I forget about it for a while and then I oh I have to catch up. I wish I listened. I wish I remembered to listen to it once a week because I think it, I'd like it better that way. But yeah, I, I, I'd say regularly, semi-regularly. Because like we've Never. talked about, like, uh, what the fuck with Mark Marin. Now I, I don't even. If there's somebody I really, really want to hear him talk to, I'll get that episode. Um, same yeah, that's, with. That's all I can do with. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't deal with his crazy ass shit all the time. Um, but same with, uh, with Terry Gross, who's gotten on my nerves more and more over the years with her fawning interview style but if she has somebody on really good i'll i'll download it i haven't listened to that show in a long time i used to love it and i don't have any problem with her i just got out of the habit uh much like a uh defrocked nun do nuns get defrocked is that what it's called i think they get un un annihilate annihilated annihilated yes yeah a good term that's that's a good uh, heavy metal album title actually so work on that uh if anybody still plays heavy metal they do god they do sounds like pat has neighbor problems i don't know what we're going to talk about with this because we we aren't going to play clips and i feel like even if we did play clips it wouldn't make sense because it would just be someone talking as if they're a 17 year old and without the context, it's not nearly as funny as it is during the show. I think we'll just talk about the show, how fun it is. Well, ma- you like it, right? Let's, let's we were talking about the beginning where we told people who are listening to us not to hate us for criticizing their favorite show, but we like it too. So shut up. We do like it, but, but you know, like I said, sometimes, uh, sometimes the guests just aren't up to the format. I feel, I feel like they, it works best when people have like a a good improv background on that show. Yeah, I think so. Or like when he has people who are just straight up stand-ups, it's not it's not the most scintillating. Did you listen to the episode that Mark Marin was on? I did, but I don't remember it, which is It what, was bad. It was yeah. there was no it was just a straight up interview, which was not I just kept hoping somebody's going to come in the door, someone's going to come in the door cuz I I just get the feeling that Marin's annoyed by it. But I guess he is annoyed by it, and they had to, they didn't do it. 
Does Marin show on the same Earwolf network, or is that its own thing? No, it's its own thing. Um, yeah. He's got a TV show, too, that's, I guess, on the same night as Comedy Bang yeah. Bang. I don't know. I don't <laughs> have cable, so. I haven't watched it, but the way Aukerman uh, promos for it makes me not want to listen, not, not, not want to watch it. The way uh, Mark Marin just is, is. makes me yeah. not want to watch it. I, <laughs> oh, I, I do to... like Judd Hirsch, then. Oh, I, I love Judd Hirsch, too. That's right. He plays his dad or something yeah. on there. I uh, I used to go see Mark Maron a lot in the 90s, because um, I think he must have lived in San Francisco at that time. So he was he was doing stand-up a lot. And I really liked his stand-up back then. Um, but I, when I would talk to him, I would like hang out after the show to go to talk to him, and he was like only interested in the chick I was with. Like he It was like he was looking right through me and just like, yeah, and then turning to her, even though she hadn't said anything and starting a conversation with her. So. It's it's uh, I guess he felt kind of out of place in San Francisco being a bitter cere- cerebral co- comic. Really, I think San Francisco is known for bitter cerebral comics. Although they all do uh, then move away to L.A. But I, but that makes sense. I mean, why the fuck would you stay up here if you're in the entertainment business? Let's ask Robin Williams. He's still there. I think he is. I mean, we kind of wish he wasn't, but I think he might live in the Presidio. Like the entire procedure, he just like yes. wanders the woods. Yes, singing presidio because he's his jokes are as dated as mine. They really are. His uh, I yeah, I can't. Well, we we reviewed his uh, his latest TV show on our. On I wonder our if that got renewed. So. Did, did that get renewed? Who gives you know? a shit? I don't think it did. It can't have. I was. I will always have Mork and Mindy. I loved Mork and Mindy when I was a kid. I did too, and I haven't rewatched it. And I think I think that's probably a smart bet. I, uh, you know, sometimes we talk about stuff not holding up, and I think that wouldn't hold up. But I think it would still be enjoyable because it would, it would be a comforting, nostalgic trip. But it would not be something I'd suggest other people watch. I remember when it first aired. Um, I was a kid, and uh i remember watching it and my mom like lost her shit laughing at the at the pilot episode like more than i'd ever seen her so maybe she was high or something i don't know <laughs> well i i think full-grown adults liked happy days and that does not hold up that's true well full-grown adults didn't have a lot of choices back then uh, and as we often say full-grown adults like big bang theory so do they yes. i i guess they're full-grown oh. physically yeah Anyway, Comedy Bang Bang is, uh, I'd say this one, Doug Loves Movies, is pretty consistent as far as comedy podcasts go. Um, Comedy Bang Bang, the only Comedy Bang Bang I didn't listen to recently was one where he had, he didn't have comedians on, he had like two bands or musicians on. Oh, I didn't see that one, that's interesting. Yeah, I... eh. How wasn't it? Uh, I, I really couldn't tell you. Um, but I just I just assumed it was not going to be uh, madcap hilarity throughout with with musicians on. It's a weird thing too because we have like similar taste in music. I think you know us and Scott Ackerman. So some of the people he has on they're kind of uh, dour or doer. How do you say that? I don't even know. Um, Are you talking about the thing that gets you in and out of a house? No, I, I was talking about the. Uh, I thought it was a, a race in the Lord of the Rings. Sorry. Ah. Uh, uh, but you know they're kind of downbeat. Mm-hmm. Some of them, which which is very weird on his show. Um, but then I'd say I call that dour. Dour. Okay. Um, that's what I call what I walk through. 
but anyway, so that that doesn't always fit. Although, usually, like the the uh, musicians who who play kind of depressing songs are actually funny people. Yeah. Uh, which tortured souls. Yeah, which you can. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, but I didn't want to just listen to musicians. Like I I want to hear comedians. So that you know maybe that's my own prejudice. Um, but I didn't listen to that episode. And it was it also wasn't musicians that I particularly cared for, so there was no incentive. But other than that, I think I've listened to every single episode of the podcast. Wow, you're 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 a super fan. I guess I was an early adopter. Well, you know, I subscribe, and then so every every Monday it just you know just there yeah. pops up, um, and it's one of the one of the few I'm always looking forward to. This one and and Douglas movies and. Uh, I don't know what else. What do you listen to on on a regular basis? Anything? I don't really listen to anything on a regular basis. I, for a while there, I was in the habit of listening to Comedy Bang Bang, John Judge John Hodgman, uh, the what's this Mike and Tommy Snacks, and that was the three I really loved. But I got out of the habit of podcasts for for a while. But that's those are the three I would I, whenever people talk about their favorites, those are the three I think of first. Never listen to Judge John Hodgman. It's silly but fun. Uh, you know the concept. Yeah, I yeah. I've heard him do it on another podcast. I think maybe even Comedy Bang Bang. Huh. Um, so in, in case anyone listening doesn't know the concept, it's a, strangers write into the show and they 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 give their complaint and they they air it out on Skype with John with John Hodgman and he gives his 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 ruling at the end of the episode, kind of a comedic people's court. Yeah. So let's get uh let's get even more people to jump ship from our podcast to to. Although that gives me a, others out there. He, he, he is terribly annoyed when people go on his show and do grill marketing. So that'd be a perfect thing for us to do a grill marketing of our podcast. And we can complain and we can say it's John versus Pat and, uh, Pat likes something and John dislikes it. Well, that, I mean, there are a lot of things that we could say that about Wes Anderson. No, I just, I don't want to say anything specific. I just want to have John like something and Pat dislikes it and try to get on the show using something so vague. Although that reminds me, someone got on to, uh, what's that Judge television show with the, kind of a nasty woman? Judge Judy? Judge Judy. Someone got on to Judge Judy with the entire, entirely uh, made-up story. Oh, I read about that. That's, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we could pull the wool over. Uh, actually, I think John Hodgman's probably more intelligent than Judge Judy. Maybe we I, I don't think that. there's any probably involved. Well, she has. I think she is the highest paid person on TV. I, I, uh, that's not even a joke. I think it's actually true. Really? Oh, Oprah's not there anymore. Oh, and it can't be more than Alan. That's true. You wouldn't think, huh? Although Judge Judy has been on for like 500 years. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's just, it, I, I guess it's those, those daytime shows that the syndication builds up and they own the show. So that's why they make more money than people like Jimmy Fallon and that kind of thing. Because when you first said that, I thought that must be bullshit. But then I thought about, but then it's right because the daytime shows do make a lot of money. It, I mean, who knows? It might be bullshit. I think I probably heard it on another podcast. So, uh, ah. grain of salt. So uh, Drew Carey makes the most t- uh, money on television. Yeah, him or um, or fuck. Who's the guy that hosts Press Your Luck? Press him. Your Luck? Oh, uh, Artie Schmiegelstein. Ah, oh, the Schmiegelsteins. I don't know why you bring them up. Now they're going to listen to the show and be upset that you said he pre- hosted Press Your Luck when you knew he was always the host of 
Oh, natural. And you know that Schmiegelstein money too. They're and they're they're very litigious. So yeah, we should just not mention them anymore. Schmiegelstein, Schmiegelstein, Schmiegelstein. The what, no, who was the uh, who was the black dude who was on? Uh, oh, Wayne Brady. That's who I was trying to think of. I don't even know <laughs> why I'm going back to it because it's not funny at this point, or at that point, if I would have thought of it. But although bringing up Wayne Brady it reminds everyone of one of the best. Chappelle, Chappelle bits of all time. That's what brought it in, his name into my head. Actually, I was trying to think Chappelle show thing. Um, yeah, what happened? To Sh- Dave Chappelle's never been on any of these po- comedy podcasts, has he? <laughs> he should have. His, he probably has his own, and just his, his uh, assistant tells him he's putting it on the internet, and just never does it. The yeah, he's well, and yeah, he probably he's probably actually been invited on these podcasts, and they just didn't have uh, seven hours to spend with him rambling. <laughs> or- or enough marijuana. Well, podcasts, I think. They, at, at least Doug Benson would. <laughs> I hear he's a really nice guy. Doug Benson? Or Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle? Oh, he seems like a nice guy. I, I can understand all his uh, his bitterness about doing stand-up. You get douchebag frat bros coming to your shows, like, yelling shit out. Oh, he had. I thought he was just bitter about the people laughing at the wrong bits of his show just oh, turning into a minstrel show. Well, I can see that too. I mean, yeah, I can see that. I didn't know about his bitterness about just doing stand up. Yeah. I think he, he like walked off, you know, I don't know. Well, we'll do Dave Ch- Chappelle on another episode. This is all. So Scott Ackerman is a really good host. Well, as a stand up comic, Dave Chappelle's no Kramer from Seinfeld, but Scott, uh, Ackerman is a good host. I agree with that. Very good uh, facilitator and and just funny enough. Um, like he's he's a real comedy dude, um, so he yeah. can move things along and keep it funny and take it in a direction that the guests might not have, and make them follow along. Like he's good at improv, even though I don't know that he's ever done it. I don't know enough about him really. We should have Wikipedia at his ass before we started this, I guess. Or interviewed him directly, because Wikipedia might be wrong. I would doubt that. Um, so if he was working on Mr. Show, though, so he has a, a sketch comedy writing background, and he probably did some improv in, in getting that. And he writes uh, Between Two Ferns, or uh, he directs Between Two Ferns. and So he has he has lots of cool stuff that he does, uh, aside from Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah, it looks like he started out doing um, improv. Um, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That works in with how, he, how good he is on this and bringing out the best in others is really what what he's he does best in, on the podcast. The TV shows, it took me a while to warm up to the TV show. Have you watched it? I have not. It took me a while to I warm up. I think I watched to the, the first episode because it was like free streaming or something. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is okay. Yeah, I think it gets better the more you watch it. It's just, it, it, unlike unlike the radio show, which is, is an actual interview with the person and the comedy improv, it's just all comedy. And I don't know how much improv it is, but it's all absurdity. Like super, super absurd, funny, goofy stuff. So once you get over that it's not the podcast at all and just watch it for itself, it's funny. All right. I'll check it out for sure. I, I, Reggie I Watts like, is a really funny guy. Yeah, I saw Comedy Bang Bang live, um, man, years ago at uh, at um, phew, SS Sketchfest. Um, I think he's too big for SS Sketchfest now. I think he just like tours Comedy Bang Bang. I think it was actually even Comedy Death Race still at that point, but it was like a double show with that and Doug Loves Movies 
on one show. So that was really good. And he had Reggie Watts there for that. Um, so it's really cool to see him do his shit live. Um, but, but like I said, very, uh, also very snarky and sarcastic, which turned me off for briefly, but I think it might also just be a case of like, uh, hating what you hate in yourself. You know what I mean? I, so, so I, I never got the idea that he's especially snarky. Are, are you, t- Alker, you think Alkerman is sarcastic, I guess, you know, more than, than snarky. Like I, I think of him as being, yeah, sarcastic in that he'll just make a joke of anything and be like flippant, but not real mean about it. That's true. Not, not necessarily mean, I guess snarky. Well, sarcasm, snarks kind of, uh, sarcasm, but with, but more I thought, pointed, I guess. Yeah. I always, when I think of snark, I just think of sarcasm where it's, you're, you're directing it towards someone insulting them with your, with your rapier wit. All and right. Like, Are we done with Pat talk semantics? Do. I mean, you specifically. Yeah, but I, I but only call you snarky. Nobody else. I realize that. Uh, yeah, I'm. I, I employ sarcasm on occasion as well. So it's it's kind of a dumb thing to get uh, upset about uh, with him about. And and as I said, I've really grown to like him, and and it is one of the one of the few shows I will always listen to. Uh, unless it's musical guests that I don't like. This episode of Comedy Bang Bang had many people on it. That was a good reading. Thank you. I was hoping you would follow it up by telling me who the many people were, because I don't really remember everyone. I know the... Well, I think Jessica Sinclair and, and Lennon Parham were on. Um, okay. Who's, is Jessica Sinclair from anything I... I, she was funny, and I know her from that show, but I don't, I don't recognize her name. Yeah, she's always really good. Uh, they, they both had a show together briefly on like ABC or something, a sitcom, and and uh, really, I didn't know. Uh, Lennon, what's her name? The, the Lennon sec- Par Parham. I think she's on Orange Is the New Black, the the guard from that, right? No, that's uh, Lauren Lapkus, who was also on. She's the okay. one who okay. played the teenager. But, so, but I, neither of those two do I know. I'm like Mr. Sitcom. I thought the one woman voice sound like the woman from Reno 911 but I guess it wasn't her. No. No, they've got another show coming out on uh, like TBS or something, I don't know. Uh, oh, is the one where one of them's pregnant and they're going to live together? Sure. I saw an ad for that. It looked terrible but funny, so maybe it's it'll be good. Terrible but funny. Mhm. Oh, well that's my favorite kind of funny. Well, how can it show that the basis is that the woman's husband was cheating online and kicked her, kicked him out and she's pregnant and has her best friend move in with her not be called a terrible concept. It's well in Hollywood, it's called high concept and that's the kind of stuff they go for. Does that mean they're all high when they make it? Anyway, also, uh, Paul F. Tompkins, of course, playing multiple characters. Well, yeah. And he's, I mean, he's great on, I just like hearing him guest on other people's podcasts. Yeah. I, I, I've heard a couple of his podcasts, but he seems to always do them live, and this, the sound quality sucks, so I don't enjoy it as much as other podcasts. Yeah, I, I like him better on other people's podcasts, too. Um, speaking of he which... He still hasn't guested on our show. Yeah, we've been going a year, so... That was our guarantee, and we have failed to produce. Well, it's less our failure, more his failure. It really is, because when we when we signed up for li- for uh, iTunes to, do, to, to distribute the podcast, it was part of a, the contract we signed that... Paula Tompkins will appear on your podcast at some point within the first year. So um, I don't know. I, I don't really know who we take to court over this, but I would say Steve Jobs, but 
Uh, I think he died. No, he didn't in our hearts, though. You know, here's the thing about... Like, I, I use Macs. Do you use Mac or PC? PC. Oh. Well, let me let me talk slowly to you then. Uh, the the thing about Macs is like they're known for their design and everything, but uh, they have the worst headphones that like come with your iPod. Oh, you don't like those things that stick in your ear? That fall out of your ear? You mean every two seconds? No, they're not horrible. all of us have a, a big ear hole. What's that? Not all of us have a big ear hole. Some of us are normal size. Well, I don't know who's humble bragging in that instance, me or you, but but yeah, they're, they're terrible. Really? You like those? No, I don't, I don't like them because they hurt. They don't fall out of my ears. They just hurt my ears. So I always try to get, there's other kinds that are similar. I like, like there's a kind that you hang the little thing around your ear and it kind of holds up. And there's the kind that, um, that actually go in your ear with the band above it. I like those kind better. I don't like the kind you stick inside your ear. I don't mind. I don't even mind the kind you stick inside your ear because they're usually super cheap, but uh, but these ones are just, they're too, like, fat. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about the new kind or the older kind? Because I've, I've never even used a new kind. Shit, I don't know. Well, I don't how know. do we get on this topic? And, oh, because you're upset with Steve Jobs and want to sue him and you're so mad that he's dead. Yeah, so, so you can't even sue Apple now because Steve Jobs is dead. I think that's... I, yeah, it's just, funny how that works. It's so stupid. A corporation is started by a person, and once that person dies, so Bell Telephone has gotten away with so much crap over the years because Alexander Graham Bell died of a gunshot gunshot wound in '72. It's stupid. It's really ridiculous. Thanks, Obama. Citizens United. Citizens divided, more like. Citizens United for dickishness. Anyway. Uh, Paul F. Tompkins, who else was on it? Uh, oh, I think Matt Besser was on it. Yeah, playing a teenager that would impersonated himself, which cracked me up every single time. <laughs> Matt Tito. Oh, and Jason Manzoukas. Matilda Bessina or something. Oh, and Jason Manzoukas, yeah. So all the all the greats in the comedy world eventually show up. And, and uh, it, it's a fun show, the, the anniversary show, because they just fuck around. Yeah, there's no there's no pretense to anything other than being stupid and funny. And there's a lot of people in it. Not as many as I thought. I thought there'd be like a, a huge amount of people, but there's just a lot. Yeah, it's it's a lot, not a multitude, but but that's good. And and it was a nice long show too, so everybody got their their piece to do their piece. Um, Nick Kroll is a, one of my favorites when he goes on. Andy Daly, one of my favorites. Um, I've learned. A lot about uh, about comedy from from comedy bang bang. I mean, just like who's who's coming around in comedy, like people I I probably wouldn't have heard of otherwise. Well, I mean, obviously Nick Kroll has his own show now, and a lot of these people do, but um, but he gets them before they're really big too. Yeah, some some some, but he gets all all manner of people. Amy Poehler's been on it a couple times and is really funny on it. Amy Poehler's great. I remember she, uh, he had her on with. Um, Fuck, I can't remember the name. James Adomian. And James Adomian was playing some sleazy radio host whose name I can't think of right now. Um, but just being, like, totally misogynistic and sexist. Uh, and uh, Amy Poehler just, like, shut him down so hard. But, like, not not being mean. She just, like, played along but was, like, but kicked his ass in it. I was like, Amy <laughs> Poehler is the best. She really is. <laughs> 
and they do rap battles sometimes, which is always good. Uh, Harris Whittle is another one of my favorites, which Scott Ackerman also does a podcast with, um, Analyze Fish. We talked about a little bit off air. Which you should have waited to talk about on the show until the next segment. Good job ruining that. Well, I, like I said, we are not professionals. Uh, I, we don't, we don't even talk beforehand about what the hell we're going to say. So how am I supposed to read your mind? Jesus, like we're a married couple. But when I look in your in, into your eyes, all I see is love. Thomas Lennon's pretty good when he's on it, too. Yeah, he's always good. Um, have you ever heard him do Little Gary? I don't think so. Oh, yeah, it's it's both annoying and hilarious. Um, so what we're saying, I guess, is you should... Uh, everybody should listen to Comedy Bang basi- Bang, and not us. Basically just doing a, a listing of everybody who's ever been... Well, speaking of uh, James Adomian, he, he do, I don't really... I kind of remember him from when I lived in California, but I don't really know what he was. But Hugh Hauser was some kind of television personality. Yes. And he does an impersonation of him. I heard it recently, and it was so funny. And it was kind of sweet at the end where he's like, Hugh Hauser died recently, and I just want to say he's an awesome guy, and I'm glad I got to do a parody of him over the years. And I thought that was really sweet and neat. And if you listen, I had never heard of Hugh Hauser before I'd heard James Adomian doing him. Um, but it's pretty spot on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you want to take a break and go to the next segment? Uh, Connie Bang Bang. It's it's good. We didn't even really criticize it. So, um, again, fuck you, people writing comments. Yeah. I don't even know if the people really exist, but yeah. Well, I'm do- yeah, I'm... I'm just preemptively fuck youing them. Oh, okay. Um, I do that on dates often. I was going to say, that's that's pretty much the story of my life on dates. Um, let's take a break. We'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero Tried talking about Shamiro To computers wearing earphones He almost died for conversation Hallucinations, good vibrations Van Dyke Park's Greyhound Racing Steeplechasing, the Reformation Transubstantiation, Brian Stucker's creation The land of the Thracians and we're back, and and this half we're going to talk about another podcast with Scott Ackerman. You talking you two to me, uh, Scott Ackerman. We're not talking about it with Scott Ackerman. We're talking about another podcast that has Scott Ackerman in it. No, Scott Ackerman would not deign to speak to us. Um, not that we tried to contact him or anything, but I felt I felt his uh, disdain for us, e- even just psychically, even though we didn't. I, I psychically asked if he would do it, and he said he sure would, but then I never asked, so I didn't want to get things too messy. No, I understand that you don't like. It's hard to clean up those psychic spills. Exactly. Uh, but he co-hosts it with Adam Scott, who we've talked about. Probably every episode of this show, in one way or another, just because we love Parks and Rec so much. Yeah, and Adam Scott is good in other stuff, too. Oh, has he done other stuff? I didn't know. 
He had a major part in one of our favorite shows, maybe number two to Parks and Rec, uh, called Boy Meets World. Oh, that's right. He played a, he played a waiter on Boy Meets World, and uh, which is coming back as Girl Meets World now. I don't think he p- played a waiter, did he? I thought it was just another kid in the school. Oh, I'm mixed. Uh, I was I was good one pack because I was trying to uh, conflate it with Party Down, but. You've called me on my. Oh, I didn't stupidity. even know he did. I was he in Party Down? Yeah, he played the, the boss. Holy shit, dude! Yeah, he was like the main. No, uh, Ken Marino played the boss, but he was ah, like, Ken Marino just directed an episode of Trophy Wife. What a segue to get to what I wanted to talk about. Thank Trophy you Wife. So much. Yeah, I do like that kid on Trophy Wife. Yeah, the show has stayed pretty okay, funny, and I watched it just today and, and the episode had uh Camerino guest starring as the uh, girls lacrosse coach and he directed the episode and i like Camerino a lot he's great in party down as is adam scott yeah how can you forget adam scott him i didn't and, uh... i just wanted to get to talk about Camerino, man oh sorry we're sabotaging each other all this is what happens when we don't plan things ahead let's end the show right now oh hi everybody to talk about you two you talking to you two to me yeah so i uh I guess I heard Scott Ackerman talk about it on Comedy Bang Bang was where where I first heard about uh, this podcast. But you know, I was a U2 fan in the '80s, and then uh, not so much afterwards. But the thing I like about this show, well, I think their chemistry is awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I'm pretty sure Adam Scott's chemistry with anybody would be awesome. He could be on any show and have the same rapport. But it is really good on this. They talk really well together and have a good time. Yeah, and he. I don't know Adam Scott's background much either. I mean, aside from being just an actor, but he's really good at improv and, and like, uh, yes, ending, where, whereas you and I just get tangled up in each other's tongues. We, we usually no but. Yeah, we're no but. And then we, we just start uh, spouting Sauntering. expletives. Um, yeah, they, we, we mean you. They work great together. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what I what I really like about it, I think this is my favorite podcast right now. Um, going like I'm always very excited to to listen to each new episode. Um, I like that uh, my previous um, criticism of of Scott Arkerman, even though I've gotten over it, um, it about him not being you know genuine necessarily uh, doesn't apply as much here because he actually does. He is talking more on the real in this in this show. I mean, he's still funny and, and sarcastic and stuff and doing yeah. the improv stuff. But you can tell he actually does like you too, and he's serious about about talking about it when they actually get to talking about you too. But don't don't because you told me that before I listened to it, and I was expecting something different. And I listened to it, and he's still really absurd and funny. Like the the, the very first episode, he goes on and on about how. Or I don't know if it's the first episode, but one of the episodes he goes on and on about how Adam Scott doesn't know the names of the people in the band because he didn't start liking them until the nineties. Yeah, no, he's he's definitely he's still really absurd and funny. But he, he, but yeah, I I hear what you're saying. He talks more real about how yeah what, what he likes about each song and there's but, it's just a but, modicum more sincerity. But that's but all I ask. You know, you don't kind want of him awesome to how nerdy uh, Adam Scott is about. <laughs> yeah, he's super nerdy. He, he puts these the the episode I. I think it was a le- episode we're supposed to be talking about. He did this, but I, maybe it was another episode where he has what the track listing should be. 
what order it should be. And then he's like, this would be side two, and this would be a great opening for side two. And it's like, wow. Right. So, well, the the most recent episode as we're recording this was uh, All you, all That You Can't Leave Behind. They talked about that album. Yeah, and he did that. Um, but in the previous episode on Pop, uh, Scott Ackerman actually did that with Pop. He put together his playlist of like what he thought the perfect version of that album would be. So they're both... They're both pretty nerdy about you too, but Adam Scott definitely comes across as the bigger nerd. That's the whole all the Harry Potter stuff because that's another fun thing about the show. It's neat that they talk about you too, and it's more in depth than I've ever gotten. I like you too, but I don't think I've ever sat down and listened to all their albums. I've probably listened to all, a lot of the songs, but I have like a best of that I've heard. But I've never, I was never big enough into them that I was buying their albums as they came out. So that stuff is interesting to me, and in that I don't know what they're talking about, and they might be full of shit. But it's it's fun to listen to in spite of that because they're obviously excited and having fun. But also when they go off on diatribes that have nothing to do with U2 is is really fun too. No, it's, that's the best part of the show for me. I mean, I like listening to the U2 stuff, although now they're into the era that I don't really care about U2 so much. Um, but it's still fun to listen to. Um, so in this is a music question that you'll probably know the answer to, or definitely definitely know. In the first episode, I think Scott Ackerman says YouTube has a tendency to put out three or four albums where they have a certain style, and then the next three or four are a totally different style. Is that true? It seems to be at least um, since the '90s. Yeah, uh, their like their first three albums were all kind of the same. Boy, October, and War were just um, I don't even know. You couldn't really call it alternative rock, um, but but you know more rock. Just straight mm-hmm. ahead rock stuff, you know, Sunday Bloody Sunday, uh, I will follow stuff like that, and then they uh, teamed up with uh, Brian Eno and Daniel Lanois uh, for the Unforgettable Fire, which was more like soundscape, uh, more lush sounding stuff, and then they did the uh, the Joshua Tree after that, which which kind of was the pinnacle of that sound, and then they did Rattle and Hum, which was the beginning of them starting to suck and then they uh then they went into uh octoon baby and and uh zuropa and pop which were all more kind of electronic and then they went back to more basic stuff with uh with all that you can't leave behind and uh and whatever that one how to dismantle an atomic bomb and and uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think there are def- they definitely do do that. Um, That's pretty interesting. So it's possible that their their next CD could have an entirely different new sound. Well, let's hope so because their last CD uh, sucked the stank out of my shit. Are they up to the last CD? Is is how to take apart an atomic bomb? The next is that the last CD they no, did? No, it was. No. Uh, Jesus, I can't even remember the title of it right now. It was whatever had a get on your boots on it. Um, magnificent. Um, it was. It was terrible. Uh, no line on the horizon. That's what it was called. Now, their opinion has not paralleled yours at all. They they like. No, I think they, yeah, they like the newer stuff. I think yeah. I think man, you just can't get like Bono. I think used to write good lyrics in the eighties. I think he really did, and then they they started. You know, I think with or without you was like. I think it's a great song still. Um, but I think it was kind of their downfall because it, and and a lot of groups downfall in a way because it was kind of the first like alternative rock slow jam you know big arena ballad, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and then they've always had to do one of those for each one and and their lyrics have gotten more and more dumbed down. I think I was listening to because uh, of this podcast I was going back and listening to some of the stuff I hadn't listened to in a while like pop and I, there's a line in that song staring at the sun stuck together with God's glue 
It's just the <laughs> stupidest. Like you should, you should throw that out immediately, and not put not. It's funny. I'm I'm reading the uh, Paul Stanley's autobiography right now. Don't even ask me why. But um, why? Uh, because we like it. That's that's a reference for all you children of the '70s out there. But he was talking about um, how easy this one lyric came to him, and it's like, "She's a dancer, a romancer. I'm a Capricorn, and she's a Cancer." And I was like, "Maybe that came so easily because it's the worst lyric ever written in the world." But Bono's gotten close to that. You know, like a a woman needs a man, like a fish needs a bicycle. I remember when he sang that line on that song on Octoon Baby. I was like, "Are you seriously ripping off bumper stickers now for your lyrics?" I just think I just think U two's gotten very dumbed down musically and lyrically uh, since their heyday. But that's well, the end of my U two rant. When is their next album due out? I think sometime this year. Who knows when they'll grace us with it? Oh, so it's not. I thought they had they had, had this podcast time so that their last episode would would uh, be out right when the CD comes out, so they could do like the last CD at the same time. It but was no. supposed to be, and then uh, I think U two pushed it back. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. That's too bad. I hope uh, Bono sends them a, a written personal letter to apologize. And a guitar. Oh, I'm sure he will. Well, all they really want is t-shirts from him. Um, Adam, Scott, I'm so sorry we didn't get the album out in time. But I just didn't think it sounded majestic enough to cover what we were trying to convey. I don't know why I keep doing Bono impressions, because they're terrible. I... I would ha- like to make a request. Yeah. Can you do the rest of the show with that voice? I can't because it's actually hurting my throat. How Just do you think he feels? It, that's true, but he's got he's got a valet, um, a little midget, uh, just that follows him around, like sits on his shoulder and, and sprays uh, Banaka down his throat every every few feet. So if Banaka. I could afford that, I would do. Banaka, there's a blast from the past. I don't even know what he would call it. I didn't want to just say throat spray and sound generic. Uh, we got, I mean, we don't want stamps.com, but I wouldn't mind Banaka as a sponsor. No, me neither. Fucking use their product. That's a fresh Banaka blast. I bet they have crazy ass flavors now, too, just like those like Harry Potter jelly bellies. Uh, they probably have like hobo vomit um, Banaka and stuff now to appeal to the younger kids. Who like to, you know, front as hobos. But um, do anyone call... Do, do hobos even exist anymore? Like the ones that ride the rails and uh, cook squirrel out by the train tracks and stuff? No, I just mean uh, unfortunate people who don't have homes. Is that oh, something no, I think, I think Reagan took care of that. Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Reagan, you know, has, has great policy of uh, opening up all the mental institutions and, and uh, his... As well as his AIDS research, I think uh, I think we're living in, in a utopia now, thanks to him. I think you and I have the same image in our head right now. Ronald Reagan in a whole white jacket, looking through a microscope at a monkey who has AIDS. I did have that, uh, although it, it because it was the 80s, mine was more of a powder blue jacket that he was wearing. I meant a science jacket. I don't think... Powder blue was ever a science. Uh, in the eighties, hello, hello. That was one, yeah, one of the you know like those Don Johnson uh, Miami Vice 
That's that's what all the doctors wore um, back in the eighties. It was a it was a crazy time. Um, you talking you two to me? Yes, we. I really really like it. I love that they go off topic. Like the, this, the latest episode that we listened to was over two hours long, which is great to me. I'm like I I was on board with it. Um, some people get annoyed by that kind of thing. Well, it was over two hours long, but they. They didn't go as off topic as I expected for it to be so long. They talked about U2 a lot, just in context that had nothing to do with the album. They like, did. Uh, Adam Scott talked about concerts he's gone to, and they talked about who they went to the concert with, and who they didn't go to the concert with, and how they were both at the same concert. Just funny stuff like that. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's one of the appeals of it for me, too. Even though I don't necessarily like uh, like this era of U2 that they're up to now, like I said... Um, it does their their enthusiasm for it makes me want to go back and re-listen. Yeah, and the, their geekiness about how how they went to the concerts is is really neat too, really fun. Yeah, no, I lo- we love geekiness. I mean, that's our whole podcast is is nothing but geekiness. I feel like geekiness. Um, so it's really appealing to me. They're just they're just much better at uh, at improvising than we are. Well, that is their job. Don't don't be too too harsh on us. Well, when I say much better, uh, it, to say they can do it, we yeah, cannot. They can do it. I, I, yeah, I guess I don't need to put that many qualifiers on there. They improvise. That's all I need to say. They make people laugh with the words that come out of their mouths. That once again, very well read. Have you been taking acting lessons? I've been taking acne lessons. Oh, you never learned. You're, you're teenage years must have been rough you couldn't get acne man you must have stood out like a sore thumb a sore smooth thumb <laughs> anyway yeah it's a uh, well it, they have done episodes that you haven't listened to every episode yet right no i'm gonna go back i I had just I had heard of the show off of Comedy Bang Bang, but I hadn't listened. And you wanted to do the show, and I was going to go to the start, but you insisted I listen to the latest album. So I don't. I kind of spoiled stuff for myself, so I know all the ongoing jokes before I listen. But what I do for this podcast is immeasurable. It's nothing short of Christ-like. Yes. To be honest, um, I'll, I'll I'll agree with that entirely. But they they have done entire episodes where they were going to get to an album and they never did. So I like I love that too. Yeah. Because they're entertaining no matter what they're talking about, whether it's uh Huey Lewis and the News or all and and they uh the previous episode of this one they they read some of their um their iTunes critiques and uh people apparently get mad that they don't stick to U2. Which is interesting. Do you not know who these guys are? I mean is it just that you're a U2 fan? I think that's what it is. It's probably all Bono. Just under his various different uh, iTunes identities. You don't He's talk like, enough about the singer. I don't even know. see. That's not even Irish. Um, this is Irishish. It is Irishish. Um, which is might as well. I mean, that's kind of uh, like saying Zimbabwean. It's Irish-ish. Anyway, yeah. So you enjoyed it? Yeah, very funny. I, I, I do think, and they do a good job of running jokes into the ground. Like the whole people can't tell their voices apart. So 
I will go by my last name and you go by your first name. Just that is really funny and it's they do it all the time and it cracks me up. And I don't know why like to me that's that's a sign of uh, real comedy when you can run a joke into the ground and then past the point of where it should be funny and still have it be funny because I can't do it and a lot of people can't but uh, Scott Arkerman's really good at that. I think that's what Simpsons writers I've seen talk about that they say that there is you just keep doing it and then you get over the certain point and they're specifically talking about the side show Bob rake scene and he said it was funny we thought it was funny and then we kept going and was like well it's not so funny and then it kept going and then we thought that's really funny again yeah it's true it's but like I said not everyone can do it like I think family guy tries to do that and it does not work that's true I guess there is a fine line but I th- maybe you, you have also- to be funny to start with yeah, the the first time it happens, it has to be at least a little chuckle worthy. Um, Adam Scott, we love you. You uh, send us shirts. Send us yes some, with uh, your your picture on them. Yeah, yeah, they're they're always begging Bono for shirts. You guys are no Bono. I mean, no offense. You could spare a shirt for a fellow podcaster giving you a boost. Right, a huge boost, as it as it were. Yeah, if you're really bad at math, we are doing you a huge favor. When most of America is bad at math, by my calculations, by the pie chart I saw on Fox News. Uh, Pie chart probably got eaten by some of our obese children who were bad at math. It's It's a crisis. Uh, Fucking uh, Obama. I don't know what else to say. There's there's this thing that goes around, and my friend's a teacher, I should ask him, or I should just not care, but there's people put on Facebook about how bad the Common Core is and how kids can't do math. Oh, that's it. <laughs> Have you seen that? No, but it sounds fascinating. Well, there's a new way of teaching math, and the way it is is, is really non-intuitive, and people who learn math the old way, it makes them angry, so they put it on Facebook, and they say, is there any wonder our kids get bad grades in math when they're teaching math like this? And I just always want to reply, and I never do because I'm uh, very unbrave. What's the opposite of brave? Not brave. I'm very not brave, So, but I oh, would, the I would o- really wait, no, the opposite of brave would be Aladdin. <laughs> I never saw that movie. Racist. Anyway, no, sorry. That's why I didn't watch it. Oh, I just say your kids are stupid. It has nothing to do with the Common Core. Well, it's true. You know, math is hard. That's why. Uh, that's why people admire Stephen Hawking. He doesn't just come up with the crazy ideas that he pulls out of his ass. He applies math to them. And uh, you know, you can't do it. I can't do it. Math is hard. Uh, before we go on, I'd like to hear your Stephen Hawking impression. I didn't mean to bug you. I'm sorry. Am I bugging you? E equals MC squared. How was that? That was spot on. Yeah, thanks. I've been working on it. Um, yeah, anyway, um, enough about these uh, fatty, math-deficient uh, children running around taking over our uh, streets. And uh, filling them up with their chocolate candy bar wrappers and lollipops and... Math done incorrectly. And scissor bottles. Can't divide by zero, fatty. Speaking of fatties, yes. um, you talking you two to me, uh, neither of the hosts are what I would consider uh, overweight. No. Maybe the modern 
cosmopolitan reader would, but I do not. Nor do I. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, Lena Dunham miss a Vogue cover. Uh, Slim and and Svelte might consider them overweight, but yeah, no, I th- I think they're they're quite good looking. Uh, and and in in top shape for uh, men of a certain age. That's it. What do you think? How how would an episode of you talking you two to me be if they did have Bono on it? Um, how likely is that to happen? I don't think it's very likely because I think they've already had some opportunities to talk to him and have blown it. Adam Scott, I mean, at least. Um, because he was too starstruck, which uh, I can I can understand. I mean, it's the same oh, reason this... we didn't psychically contact Scott Ackerman. Is this something they actually have talked about in previous episodes? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay. Where he met Bono, uh, yeah, at the Academy Awards dinner thing or something. Um, oh, that's, oh, and then there's the whole fact that Amy... Amy, Amy Poehler, yeah, they've talked about yeah, that, that too. Yeah. He, in the episode we listened to, he did talk about... How, so this is going to be fun to go back because he really is a geek about it because he talked about the movie he worked on, the director of the movie directed a YouTube video and he, he just talked to him a long time about how cool YouTube was. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he's great. It's really infectious. His, uh, his love for the band. Um, and he's just such a cool, fun dude. Send us a shirt. Send us some fucking shirts, dude. I don't want one from Scott Ackerman. Oh, maybe I would like one. that's a comedy death ray. I want them to name this show what it used to be named so I can get one and says that because Comedy Bang Bang is a little boring name. I will take one of Scott Ackerman's dog and then uh, and then Adam Scott uh, kissing Bono. I think that would be a good shirt. <laughs> you can make that yourself on CafePress.com. I, I, no, I don't. I don't. Put, in, put in offer code PopCultureContinuum2015 and get 10% off. In 2016. Yeah. But uh, I think Bono would... Bono would act like he got the humor and try to play along because he thinks he's cool, cooler than he is, I think. But I think he, he would be kind of bridling, you know? He'd, he'd be a little uh, annoyed on the inside at the humor at his expense. I'll, well, I haven't heard any humor at his expense, so I guess I, I don't know about that. But I think he would be kind of... He would just not want to do it because even these though these guys are famous, they are still acting like typical fans, and he doesn't need to expose himself to typical fans if he doesn't want to. No, no, not when he can go hang out with uh, Desmond Tutu and shit. <laughs> exactly, Mandela's ghost. Yeah, the, which who also sprays Banaka down his throat every few feet. Um, kind of not not the best way for Nelson Mandela to spend the afterlife. You know, you would think something maybe a bit more fitting and regal. You can multitask. He just does that as well as other stuff. But I have to correct you. It's not Banaka. It's Ghost Naka. Ghost Naka. And that, those are some really bad flavors. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like Pickle. Pickle? Or That's Bickle? Cool. Like Travis Bickle. I thought you, you talking said to me? Bickle. You talking to you too to me? Is it? Never mind. See, I thought it was, I thought the the title of this podcast was a reference to talk, t- Taxi Driver, and I just realized it's not. I think it is. I don't think so because in the in the film Taxi Driver. Oh, he travel, says you talking REM to me in the in the film. I think he just says you talking to me. He doesn't say you talking you too to me. So I don't think it's really a reference. Uh, I think you're wrong. 
He says you talking. Oh. No, he says you talking REM to me. But oh. they they flipped it and and made it U two. So is that how that's how REM got their name? I know they always say it wasn't from random eye movements. Right. Yeah. No, it's from Taxi Driver. I see. Uh, I think Jodie Foster's character was actually named Michael Stipe too. So stage name. That's a big coincidence. Oh shit! I, I thought he just happened to have the same name as Jodie Foster's character. Nope. So she changed her screen name to Michael Stipe to signify that they liked the band. Well, it, it was pre-band, um, so I think he took his name because I think his original name was like uh, Herkimer Velchmertz, uh, which is not a good rock and roll name. So he took Jodie Foster's character's name, and then uh, he took Travis Bickle's speech. All right, this is dumb. Um, uh, I think we're probably good with this. I mean, like we said, there's not there's not a lot we can say, but you should go listen to them. I really, I enjoy this one more than Comedy Bang Bang, just because it's uh, it's geekier and it's uh, focused on a topic, which is not all. I mean, I don't mind that Comedy Bang Bang is not necessarily it's really good improv on that show but i like i like those aspects of this you talking to to me show and i hope that they'll continue to do it uh even if u2's album doesn't come out they just can continue putting them out anyway at least until the album does come out i think a reason that this one is not maybe not better but more likely to be enjoyable than comedy bang bang is because adam scott's there every time yes i agree uh, There's never going to be a week where oh it's two musicians I don't like I'm not going to listen to it. Right, right. Yeah, you like yeah both of them are really good and they and they do have guests mm-hmm. occasionally, occasionally. They've had Harris Whittles and Paul F. Tompkins so uh, definitely check it out. And I guess uh, I guess that's that's it for that, huh? Yes, that is it. Which brings us to uh, well corrections first. Uh, I. When we had the episode with Laura and Neil, which was uh, the Princess Mononoke episode, um, I said I watched the show Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, the TV show. I looked it up, and that was from the 80s. I think the one I watched was earlier, and it was called Here Come the Brides. Literally nobody listening cares or is So was Here Come the Brides point, actually based on Seven Brides for Seven Brothers or just another show? It with- was not, but it was like set in some frontier time and... It had brides in the title, so I think that's why I... Because it was from 68 to 70, I think, which seemed much more like the one I watched. It was I... not 80s looking. So, I, I mean, it's it's up to you. You're in charge of this this kind of thing, but I believe that we should delete that episode from the internet. I, I think we should. I, it, it just puts a pall on the whole enterprise, really. And I never want to do another episode with Neil and Laura together. No, no. I mean, another... obviously, they threw us off our game. I'm just talking total nonsense uh, with my recommendation there. It wasn't even a recommendation, but just my references. Yeah, and that's that's, that's their fault. Maybe we can have them on separately, but together, never again. No, no. It's 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 not work. There's no magic there. It's, and I would prefer it if they never talked to each other off the show either. I will try to get that to happen. Um, I think I probably have some tricks. Uh, well, I did want to say, sorry, one more thing about you talking you two to me. That, uh, that I like is that they're frequently wrong with their facts, even though they're super geeks, which, you know, we've gotten some shit for. Um, but I like that. I like that even though they, they've done research and stuff, they get shit wrong. Like shit about you too? Or on yeah, the... yeah. Uh, like fun. years or whatever. Yeah, that's certain good. Things. Yeah. So oh, that, that's what, it drove you crazy though. At first, and then I yeah. learned to love it. Uh, 
like I said, it's another one of those things, like you hate what you see in yourself, you know. Uh, but then you learn to accept it, um, which is why I'm, I'm very happy with my uh, nine-foot goiter sticking out of my side right now. I named him Bono, and uh, I've just chosen to, to go on with life as if, not as if he's not there, because, you know, he is, uh, there's no getting around it when I'm trying to sleep on my side. Um, I, I beg your pardon, did you say nine foot? I did. How how are you able to walk through doors? Dowers. I'm sorry. How are you able to walk through dowers? It, it folds. I mean, I fold it back, and then it just oh. boing, flips back to the side once I'm in a, a spacious room. Are, do you ever make it flip on purpose just to hear that wonderful sound? No, because it's actually quite painful. Um, so but you're basically saying you're a very selfish person. You only care about your own well-being. Because everyone else would love hearing that sound every day, constantly. They would, but I can also make it with my mouth, you know. So mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like if they really want it, I, I don't need to hurt myself to do it, uh, unless I do it in Bono's voice, which would hurt a bit. I don't even know what a goiter is, to be honest. Uh, I know it mostly from that Seinfeld episode. I don't know what it is, but I can. I. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen it, but I have a picture in my mind of what it looks like. Like a big sebaceous lump or something. On your neck. Yeah. Always I, on the neck. If it's not on the neck, it's called something different. Bono. Do you have a? This was a moment of uh, Doctor John and Doctor Pat speaking medically. Ding ding. Oh well. well which brings us to uh, what kind of crazy bullshit is James Franco up to this week? Have you heard any news? He he published on his Instagram a selfie of himself naked, covering his private parts with his private hand. But that's not really naked, then. Uh, yeah, it's, it's true. But the the article, the headline said naked. I heard uh, he was taking uh, monkey gland injections um, to try to uh, try to learn to um, build things with with tools. Uh, after watching 2001 on uh, Molly. Where'd you hear that? Uh, it might have been my own head. But uh, it would where? not surprise me. No. Um, I, what would surprise me if it was really monkey gland injections and not just some uh, not harmless thing that the guy he got it from gave to him for $2 million? Yeah, saline solution for $2 million. Yeah. James Franco. Truly... The greatest American hero. That's William Cat. Now, this one I have to correct. Sorry. It was William Cat. Uh, but I think, surely, uh, if they are going to do a, a movie version, which they will, they're running out of shows, uh, Franco would be a good uh, greatest American hero. I think I'd like to watch a remake of some show like that. And they do a full-on remake Everything new except for one character, and they just like whatever you call photo in video photoshopping, just like editing in the old character into the movie. So everything is new except for one character. But and he's just like standing in the background, or is he interacting? As oh, well? he's interacting. He's a main character in the show. Oh, so they have to like write lines around his dialogue. Yes, yes, that'd be great. Like as if they did. Great Amer- greatest American Hero, and they didn't recast the William Culp. Is that the guy's name? Robert no. Culp. Robert Culp. They didn't recast Robert Culp's character, so his his entire part is in the movie. Oh, he's he, talking to James Franco. 
Yeah, that would be good. I think you might actually be right about William Colt because I think on that show, uh, William Cat was that the main guy's name? Yeah. He made everybody change their first name to William on that show. Well, that's that's fair. Star's fair. You're the main guy. Yeah. Um, Patrick. All right. Do you have any recommendations? I do. I. I it's not a strong recommendation, but I did enjoy it. A book called Life After Life, Living After Life. Oh, now I'm getting my recommendations wrong. Hold on. Sounds like some Christian bullshit. It wasn't. Oh, okay. I mean, it was Christian, but it wasn't bullshit. Oh, it was the word of the actual word of the Lord in this. Yes. Case. Oh, okay, okay. Let's I'm, see. If, I think it's Life After. Oh God. It just made me think of that movie that's out now with. Uh, Greg, yeah, it's Kit, Greg Kinnear or whatever. I'll, I'll just describe a little bit. It's a book about a, a, a woman born in 1910 who keeps being re, reborn into the same life. She'll die. Like the the first chapter, she dies because the umbilical cord gets trapped around her throat and she is born again. And this time they cut the, cut the cord before she dies. So it's all – she keeps being reborn throughout her life and she gets to certain levels and dies and the book starts again. Or It doesn't necessarily start at her birth, but sometimes it does. It just starts at – at whatever real, point she was, whatever. yeah. So she dies, and then it, it's 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 back again, and it's a, a really well written book. the The language is beautiful. The characters are well rounded and interesting, and, and it's really interesting how from life to life, incidents that happen change the characters in subtle ways. So it's, uh, I like it. I recommend people to read it. And while you're giving your recommendation, I'll get the full title. Okay, uh, shit. I, I keep doing this. I keep blanking on my, uh, oh, you know what my recommendation is? Uh, another Criterion Collection movie, which, uh, is probably another reason we don't have that many listeners, all this Criterion Collection shit. Uh, but Le Samurai, have you seen that? No. Melville? It's, it's fucking awesome, man. I highly recommend that movie. It's about, uh, this French hitman, uh, Alain Delon, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Um, but there are there are whole stretches of the movie, much like Rafifi, um, with no real dialogue or anything. It's just very quiet and him doing stuff, but it's mesmerizing. So uh, Le Samurai, my recommendation for this week. That's, that's neat. You know, I think I have to check, but I think I added that to my DVD queue. Based on looking through movies I've never seen before, so that's yeah. You should uh, watch it, man. I re- it's really fucking good. On uh, Netflix, I'm pretty sure that's that's the one I added. And okay. Did you find out the name of this book? Yes, it's oh, that's the other window. Uh, it's written by Kate Atkinson. And it's called Life After Life. Life after and and um, it reminded I, me a, a lot of a of a, of a it's kind of like. Groundhog Day, except in a, a larger, larger, larger way. But anyway, is it funny? No, it's not. Oh, it's, it's not okay. serious. Yeah, it's not a comedy. Sounds kind of like a replay. Did you ever read that book? Yeah, it's very similar to replay. What's like Ken Grimwood? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I read it like in the eighties, I think. Yeah, that that was good. That was a good book too, replay. But yeah, it's it's similar to that. But she doesn't have as much awareness. And replay, the character keeps. Uh, being re- dying and coming and starting over again, but he knows exactly what's going on, so he's able to take advantage of the situation, right, right, and uh, reward himself and live different lives. And she doesn't have 
she has subtle clues, like she has feelings of deja vu, which kind of fucks her up. And there's there's a there's a, a historical bit in there about Hitler, which I didn't care for. That's one of the parts I didn't care for about in the book. And it's just it takes away. I feel like a lot of stories need to be bigger to to bring people in, especially movies. But this is a book, but need to have a bigger. Uh, right, you got to throw Hitler in. Yeah, like a world world historical touching event instead of just being a personal story which i think would have made this story better but it didn't take enough away from it for me not to have enjoyed reading it all right and it's the io9 book of the month i don't even know what io9 is oh it's it's a site that talks about all kinds of futuristic sci-fi uh uh just all kinds of entertainment stuff oh shocking that i wouldn't be aware of it then that is shocking life after life Yes. So it's, were... it's kind of a subtle uh, play on words there. How so? Well, it's life, you can say life after life, like life after death, and also like life after life after life after life. Uh, oy vey. Yeah. Or as Bono would say, oy vey. I think, uh, well, we actually know what we're doing for the next episode, right? We're both going to be on uh, vacations, so we're like loading them up ahead of time so the well next you're going to go on vacation i'm taking a brief respite at a sanitarium let's let's call a spade a spade wow i was trying to use 50s nomenclature you know code words next little episode mary's in, a va- in a little mary's uh gone away to live with her aunt on the farm for nine months because she she wants to learn agriculture we all know little Mary's knocked up. <laughs> so same thing with the uh, sanitarium thing. Sorry, what, what were you gonna say? I'm just worried about little Mary. That she she'll be fine. She'll oh, be thank fine. God. I hope she enjoys uh, agriculture. She's not really on a farm. Shit. The the next one we're doing, Pat. Do you want to? Fantastic Four versus our comic friend Private Eye. Yeah. So every comic book one we do we're going to be doing the private eye because uh, i'm too lazy to go out and find new comics and uh this one is online and plus we like it yes and i unlike you i have not read the next issue i i kind of wait for our to do it for the podcast so. well i've got to go back and reread it um yeah well i'm going to probably reread all three because it, it makes it more enjoyable which makes it so I when I read series it sometimes takes forever because I like to go back to the start when I, the new issue comes out. I kind of stop that because some some series are like fifty issues long and it doesn't really make any sense. But I do like to read a couple issues in a, in a row to really get the feel of it. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it was that was one of the annoying things um, being a comic book collector as a kid, waiting a month for the new issue to come out, and they're they're really kind of like some issues like nothing really happened, you know. It would be annoying. This this reminds me of one of the embarrass- most embarrassing moments of my life. I went to the comic book store, and each month I'd buy a bunch of books, like 20 books. And I gave it to the guy to put in the bag. And I, I, gave, him, I gave him the books, and he went through them and started putting them in the bag. And it was, it was this long-haired dude that I was intimidated by. And I didn't do it on purpose, but I was just kind of staring at him put, putting the books in the bag because I didn't know where else to stare. I was just kind of... Of shy kid. Right, you don't want to stare at his crotch or anything. No, so I just stared at him, and then he he took the bag and he banged it on the table and gave it to me, and I got the feeling that I was he thought I was watching to make sure he didn't steal any books. Well, I don't really necessarily think 
I don't know. You know, I think maybe if he actually did steal people's books, he would have a reason <laughs> to get upset with that. But otherwise, <laughs> that's just being a good consumer. Like, there's no reason to. Yeah, but I, I wasn't. I wasn't suspicious. I was just staring because I didn't know where else to stare. Listen, you don't have to explain yourself to me, man. Maybe you need to go make amends with this long-haired dude at the comic book store. Get some closure. I should. The, the store no longer exists, and people don't really wear their hair that way anymore. Since now everyone has buzz cuts since Obama got elected and we turned into a communist state. So I don't know how I'll find them. Yeah, well, I think if the store doesn't exist, he probably went down with it as most comic book store employees do. Oh, so it's, it's like when the... the it's the like Pharaoh. the cook on a ship, yeah. Okay. The cook always goes down with the ship. It's like the... Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, so yeah. Go with, I was thinking it was like the like the owner of the comic book store kills himself when he closes the store. I thought maybe everyone went with him like the Pharaoh. Oh, like, like into oh. a tomb full of like uh, Action Comics number one and stuff. Yeah, and they they read it until they die. And so they're, they're in comic book fan Valhalla. Right. That, that could be. Um, I'm not familiar enough with the culture to know, but it sounds plausible. Like us on Facebook, uh, rate us highly on iTunes, write to us right. at popculturecontinuum, sorry, continuum at gmail.com uh, if you'd like to be a guest on the show. Uh, if you know Adam Scott or Scott Ackerman and you think you can score some sweet, sweet t-shirts, um, preferably sweat-stained by one of them with their faces on it, because I know people like to wear uh, t-shirts with their own faces on it, P please uh, contact us there and let us know. And uh, thanks for listening, uh, except for you who are at this very moment writing uh, negative reviews of us on iTunes. Um, I don't thank you for listening. I do thank you because no news is good news. But bad news is not good news, right? I, I, but I think it's like when they write bad reviews for us, everyone's going to read the bad review and they're gonna, people are going to say, we should listen too. And eventually they'll say, we really like that show. Let's give them shirts with our picture on it. So eventually we'll have so many shirts with people's pictures on it, we won't know what to do. That is true because like when I read Yelp reviews and they're like, there's shit all over the walls and there's like cockroaches crawling out of my taco. I'm like, I got to eat there. That's what I say too. Yeah. I say John has to eat there. Yeah. So I take it back. Yeah. Write us, write us those negative reviews. But when you write the negative review, still give us five stars. Yeah, please, please. And uh, then just talk about how uh, poorly we speak and, and our hygiene and stuff like that. Our elocution. So until next week, I guess we'll say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Take a step, you and I have been asleep for hours I gotta stand up, the wire is stretched In between our two towers Stand up, in this dizzy world Where a lovesick eye can steal the view Not gonna fall down, if I can stand up But can I stand up to be the dictator of the heart? I can stand up for hope, faith, love But while I'm getting over certainty Stop helping God across the road Like a little old lady
to ego But my ego's not really the enemy It's like a small child crossing an eight-lane highway On a voyage of discovery Stand up to rock stars Napoleon is in high heels Josephine, be careful Our small man with big ideas Ooh.